Well, welcome everybody to a quality podcast. We are privileged to host Megan Sautel today. Megan is the founder and CEO of AK Lean Virtual Assistance. Megan, why don't you tell all of us a little bit about AK Lean and what you do? Sure. AK Lean Virtual Assistance is a virtual administrative business that also doubles in process improvement consulting. Um, and our, our whole focus is aimed at helping businesses succeed um, by ha either handling those back-end functions, um, the tasks that they either don't want to do or don't have time to do, um, or by walking through their processes and seeing ways that they can um, operate more efficiently by building things like document automation systems or eliminating duplicative tasks. That's really awesome. I know, you know, in, in my career, mostly manufacturing supply chain, um, third-party logistics, um, that's probably an area we could have used help in a lot. Um, you know, it's uh, maybe not surprising at this point, but maybe still a little surprising to get in a room full of really smart people that are really educated and have all these tools available. And it's, it's almost like the background stuff that makes the engine run gets ignored. And a lot of that, you know, the administrative side falls into that category. So, you know, I worked at a plant that had amazing front-end processes because we were a tier one automotive supplier and Honda's out on the floor with us you know, literally providing links to where to purchase the type of equipment we need to meet their exact specifications. And then we can't hire anybody because our, our sort of backend processes are in the stone age. So mm -hmm. I think that that's a fantastic and valuable service. And I'm really glad that uh, you could jump on the show today and it kind of expand some of what uh, we historically talk about here. So what, uh, what are we talking about with folks today? Uh, so I really, I want to address using Lean Six Sigma principles in the everyday administrative work um, and why admin professionals should take initiative to learn and understand Lean Six Sigma principles. Wow, that's a really cool application and, you know, the cross-functional mindset of, you know, here's some knowledge and skills, let's apply it wherever we can, right? Um, mm -hmm. I know that in my career path, there were some things that you were sort of expected to do, you know, like get your black belt because you're in manufacturing supply chain. Right. And some of that, you know, realistically was about um, uh, social credentials. So I can't tell you, and I'm not putting anybody down, but how many people I've worked with that, you know, have letters after their name, but they don't, you know, really know how to do it or use it, right? So we're, we're, I, I know my fair share of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, and to be fair, it's it's often just the culture. Like you have to get this to get this job. You have to have these credentials, but you're not even expected to, to really use it, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to move away from that and move into the space of using the tool which I think is uh, really fantastic. Um, and particularly in administrative um, functions, 
So everyday administrative work, you're encouraging people to use Lean Six Sigma principles uh, every day in that type of thing. Absolutely. I mean, you go back to kind of what the expectation is in industries for training. Um, and there isn't a lot of expectations for administrative individuals to have training. There's no career path set forth. There's no training set out for them. So it's really hard as admin professionals to say, how can I make the organization better? How can I make myself better when I feel like I'm the worker ant without any input, without any say? Um, and that's where I really believe that thinking about learn, even if it's at the yellow belt level, or even if it's just reading about Lean Six Sigma, not even getting the certificate, but reading about it, um, it would help admins greatly, either if they're in an industry like yours that uses Lean Six Sigma, understand what the rest of the team's using, or learn to think outside of the box to create those efficiencies. That's really prescient. And you know, I, I appreciate sort of the emotional intelligence that goes behind your perspective on sort of the, the working reality for a lot of administrative professionals. So let me just ask, you know, what's your perspective? Do you think that a lot of administrative professionals are brought into the team and treated as equal valuable members or as more of a fungible commodity? Well, um, so I'm speaking from someone who's been a career admin, um, working in a variety of fields. Um, there is something to be said, said for the stereotype of just an admin. Um, I feel in a lot of realms that the administrative professionals don't have as big of a say, um, but they do have a wealth of knowledge. Like my favorite saying is that if you want to know the secrets about an organization, go talk to the admin people. They will know who's doing what. They'll know all the gossip. They'll all know, know all the procedures well enough to know where the loopholes are. But I think a lot of times when they're brought onto the teams, they're not, they're either not brought on intentionally for their knowledge. They're more of a, um, a cog to keep things going or they're interchanged so much that they don't have the chance to be a part of the team as to where if you have a team of, you know, directors or engineers or, uh, manufacturers or anything who are brought on to be on a project for the long term, people think that admins should be cycled through based on availability. And so that doesn't allow them to be part of the team or feel comfortable to share that knowledge. Interesting. And what really got me interested in this conversation when I first just read your, your thesis was sort of an eye-opening moment for me. Wow, you know, when I think back through my career experience, most of the admins were left out, you know, and I've worked for companies that had access to online training tools. Um, uh, Gemba Academy is probably, you know, the most well-known. And we had a subscription and we actually had some classes that all of the operators were required to take, mm -hmm. but there was no education path for the admins. And, you know, That's just common. To, yeah, just to be completely transparent, um, where I've directed my energy and my thought energy in my career 
hasn't gone in this direction before. And to me, it was, um, you know, a little humbling and eye-opening to uh, just sort of have that um, hit me in the face real quick and, and say, wow, you know, you know, I know that I'm a blunt instrument and, you know, bull in a China shop, but, you know, I never thought of this before, you know? And so I'm really thankful, um, you know, to, to have this conversation. So there's an issue that we're talking about around culture and uh, value and inclusion. And based on my experience, I can definitely see you know, a situation where admins are left out of the educational loop when it comes to Lean Six Sigma. Mm -hmm. But you're suggesting not just that they can be or should be included, but that you can actually use Lean Six Sigma principles in the admin setting to get better outcomes. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is um, my favorite example. So Along the culture, I have very firsthand experience with this. I was um, working on a project team with engineers, and they were uh, given the opportunity to go to black belt training. Um, and it was myself and two engineers, and we were the project team. I was actually placed on there intentionally, which go for progressiveness, they chose an admin. Um, however, the only reason I even got the black belt training was because one of the engineers vouched for me. Um, and so... I needed that person's voice to be able to get the training. What happened from there is I wound up going through the black belt path, became a master black belt eventually, and I started running Kaizen events for that organization. And I had such a different perspective from working in the admin field. I was able to connect with other admins running Kaizen events on things like billing or things like uh, orders, purchasing supplies, uh, inventories, interagency agreements. Um, and that connection was there because I had all that admin experience. And so all of the, almost every admin piece I can think of from type sheets to purchasing to managing files could utilize different variety of so, tools in Lean Six Sigma. You could use the 5S, you could use Kaizen events to run through and make them quicker. Um, I love talking about wastes. Uh, my favorite waste is the underutilized because you never know which employee has hidden talents that you can use. Um, but all of the admin functions have the ability to be assessed just like manufacturing line does. They are all, they're not building cars, but they are building deliverables in one way or another. And so if you break it down to they're delivering something to you, they can be assessed the same way that a manufacturing line can. Yeah, that's a really cool, fresh perspective. And I guess, you know, when you think about it, everything that an admin does is the execution of a process or should be. Actually, it's usually multiple processes. It's not just yeah. a linear item. They're usually in six or seven processes. Yeah. So if, if you described um, the business as a series of processes, right, the admin has a role in multiple process flows. Mm -hmm. Whereas a line worker often doesn't. Of course, we have uh, what we call water spiders or, or people that do you know multiple tasks, possibly in multiple uh, processes. But uh, it is one of those you know, rare jobs where you have your fingers in a lot of different pies, so to speak, right? And so mm -hmm. 
why wouldn't you benefit tremendously from the process mindset that comes with Lean Six Sigma? Exactly. If you want to find a change agent, find the person who's touching all of those processes. If you can get them on board saying, let's be more efficient, and you listen to their suggestions because they are the ones doing it. I mean, one of the biggest principles of a Kaizen event is get the people in the room who are actually doing the work. You're going to have a built-in change agent if you can get them on board to say, hey, I'm heard. They're listening to the efficiency suggestions. Admins gossip. I'm just going to say it. I don't care who you are. Admins gossip. And so they can spread that, hey, look, this change is good. This is what we're doing. And it'll catch on like wildfire. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, at least for me personally, in leadership roles, I'm always trying to build a culture of belonging and inclusion. And, I, you know, really had a... Um, um, eye-opening moment, just kind of preparing for this conversation, thinking back to all the times I screwed it up, um, partly by not including what we would call the other silos, um, which includes your, your admin professionals, but also uh, human resources and purchasing and so on and so forth. Um, so love the... Um, the process-based approach and, you know, spot on. And thanks for, for sort of shining a spotlight on this opportunity that uh, companies have. And then um, I'm guessing that this is a large part of what you do with AK Lean. Absolutely. Um, we, so we're a team of three right now, myself and two others. Um, and we are growing very soon. We're working on bringing a new person um, but we offer kind of that one-stop shop. So usually people come to us, um, businesses will come to us and say, I'm panicked. I can't make these phone calls to people to follow up about appointments. I don't have time to do invoicing or, uh, you know, I go to these meetings and I don't have time to take meeting minutes, but I need to get them out to a team. So we start there and help the businesses kind of um, almost put a bandaid on it to get them caught up. And then we start having the discussions of like, why don't you have that time? You know, do you need more staff? Do you need to take a look at your processes? You know, so um, they'll start with my staff on the admin and then they'll start working with me on the process improvements. And sometimes it's introducing new softwares to them to help with um, receipt management or passwords management. Sometimes I do one-on-one -on -one trainings with them or their staff to say, hey, do you actually know how to use the tools that you're expected to use? And sometimes it's straight up rehauls. We will build document automation systems. Like uh, for instance, our hiring process, people go to our website and they fill out this survey style form and attach their receipt. Well, then all that happens on the back end is I print it and I look at it and say, okay, who am I interviewing? Rather than having to go filter through emails or people mailing things to me. Um, so we really try to offer that one-stop shop to be able to say, okay, this is what you need now, but let's think about how to not get you in that position in the future. I love that. And I like the, you know, inherently lean approach where you, you describe business partners as conflating problem with solution. And we see this all the time, right? I just need fill in the blank, but that's not what they need. That's all that they know, right? I need right. to take 
to take uh, meeting minutes, for example. Well, that's not your problem, right? Your problem isn't that you don't have someone to take meeting notes. That's just the symptom or the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to coach businesses on how to think lean about the admin side of things and get to the root cause and, and automate some process. That's uh, really cool. Um, okay. So admins can use lean six Sigma tools to help them be successful. And I think, you know, this is probably a great place to discuss um, just briefly some of the culture out there in the uh, lean six Sigma community now, we all know that we're not supposed to pay attention to internet trolls, but they're also real. And I've, over time, been sort of grouping different social media posts into categories and developing, actually, a statistical dis- distribution model around how Lean and Six Sigma is self-presented. And it's been a really cool um, exercise. And I found there's a few big buckets, right? Um, the biggest bucket that's in the middle, and these are typically the organizations and individuals that are highly successful, are the ones that want people to win and start with culture and add in appropriate tools as needed to help businesses win. And really that's kind of the heart of lean. And so that's good, but there are tails, right? Of course. Yeah, and that includes you know, one bucket, which is much larger than it should be, or that I would like it to be, which are um, basically snobs who overcomplicate everything and overanalyze everything and believe that unless you're using mixed model constrained optimization to figure out how to ship stuff that you're not doing enough, you know, um, have you with AK Lean, have you run into the situation where people just say, you know what, it's just an admin role. They don't need it. It's not complex enough to need Lean Six Sigma and or they're not smart enough. I We have run into that. Um, uh, I think a lot of the times, I see that most in businesses that are really um, that are really small, either like sole proprietorships or um, are just businesses that are so overwhelmed that they can't breathe to give the brain space to think about what we are saying. Um, and so I'll usually try to slip little bits of Lean Six Sigma in there without them knowing, just in conversations or in the ways that we approach it. Um <clears throat> Like, for instance, one of the clients I can remember, they needed to collect data into a spreadsheet and they were asking very simple questions like, you know, what organization do you work for? What's your email address? Um, What are you interested in out of these three options? And so they were sending emails out to everybody um, and then trying to collect those emails and compile them into an Excel spreadsheet. And that's a lot of time. That is, I don't know if you've ever had to collect survey responses, but that's a crap ton of time. Um, And so what their perspective was, because they were so busy, they're like, just get it done. I just need this done. Just reach out to them and get it done. And so one of the ways I kind of slipped in some lean thinking is I made it a Google form, which automatically populates into a Google spreadsheet. So there's no 
rework of entering all the information and you're not trying to look through someone's email inbox and seeing if you missed one. And so I'll start slipping little things in there and they'll say, well, hey, you know, that, that, that's a good idea. How'd you come up with that? And so it kind of passively opens that door and gets them out of the, I just need an admin. I just need a body to sit here and goes, maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's a bigger problem than just needing a warm body to do some sort of task. Um, and so the people who kind of are, um, I don't know, I, I kind of go back to what moms say is, I know better than you do. No kid wants to hear that, but it's often right. Um, I kind of give that approach. It's like, okay, well, I'll let them come to me in their own time, but I'm still going to help them along without them knowing. Yeah. Awesome. Good. I'm always interested in how people, you know, handle that particular cultural issue. Um, you know, the the good old fashioned territory stomping, you know, approach. <laughs> I have learned to let it roll off my yeah. shoulders. I've worked in state government. I've worked in federal government. I've worked in a small businesses and I've worked, uh, well, historically I've been in more of male dominated hobbies. Like I played football. I was a bassist. So I've got some pretty rough shoulders to let that <laughs> slide, but I'm also the person that goes, if you tell me I can't do it, I will do it three times over and prove you wrong. So it's an interesting balance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fantastic. So let's talk about um, some ways as an admin that one can use Lean Six Sigma principles to improve work performance and culture and everything that goes along with Lean. Do you have some, some top recommendations or suggestions? Absolutely. Um, for any administrative professional, start with having some sort of system to track priorities and high impact, low impact. I like, um, I like the impact control matrix and using it as a priority matrix to so you're not in the quadrant where you're always fighting fires. You can learn to assess what really needs to be done the second, um, especially as supervisors. I was a supervisor for a long time. And I am not the best at delegating. I'm still learning how to delegate right now. But having a box that says, okay, you can either live in this fire or you can delegate it is a beautiful thing to see on paper. And it helps me stop and think and go, wait a second, I have 15 fires and my staff are sitting there in their quadrant that says, do not do playing on Facebook because I won't relinquish that control. So looking at the priorities and having some sort of system, even if it's just a simple to-do list that says high, medium, low, something to look at your priorities. And I think the other way I really encourage um, the efficiency in admins is document your processes. Nothing should live in someone's head. So learn how to do process mapping because visuals are a lot more impactful. I remember working with one of my admin friends and we were trying to explain this timesheet process to one of the engineers and it's it the the point of process mapping is to make the invisible visible and so in their head they turn in a timesheet they get paid um, and we couldn't get them to understand why it was so important to put it correctly to where we didn't have to impact so we took what they thought was like maybe a three-step process and it wound up being like 120 steps with five people involved and God knows how many rework loops. And so we mapped it out and we had to tape two pieces of tabloid sized paper together and say, look, this is the timesheet process. If you do it correctly back here, all of this doesn't happen. 
Um, and so for admins to learn how to process map and learn how to articulate these processes, the amount of time saved from we rework alone is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I know um, I worked with a couple of projects where uh, HR was switching software platforms and they were massive uh, undertakings. And the, the biggest challenge for the software architects to get the new software right was that nobody knew the actual process. And so right. the company would say, well, you know, we use whatever PeopleSoft and the vendor would say, oh, great. Our, we can interface with, with PeopleSoft and Bob, of course they're gonna tell you that because they're in sales. Um, but we use PeopleSoft really meant people clock in on a time clock that reports hours to PeopleSoft. And then each supervisor goes in and messes with those hours. And then an admin goes in and messes with them again. And then HR goes in and manually downloads those and enters it into a payroll software, which is different. And the, the process was staggering, staggering, mm -hmm. right? And it didn't even come to light until this new, uh, new software platform uh, vendor was trying to model it. And what they ended up doing was actually copying the old system with the new software, which defeats the entire purpose. And <clears throat> we could probably go off on that tangent. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it was really eye-opening about how, you know, these uh, processes can be so labor-intensive and, and complex. So, yeah, if your your admins are trained in process mapping, um, that would be a fantastic way to uncover and then solve for some pretty significant waste. And also variance, right? Redu mm -hmm. Reduction in variance, um, reduction in failure modes. Um, that's fantastic. We talked about a prioritization matrix and we talked about process documentation and process mapping. Um, what else? So it goes a little more into project management, not just Lean Six Sigma. But I would also say understanding how to use tools like action logs and decision matrix, um, especially if you're an admin who is working around or supporting an organization that makes a lot of decisions that impact um, either everyone in the decision or even organizations outside of your division within a department. Um, decisions are often one of the biggest causes of rework because no one remember remembers what was decided or what even the question was. So as an admin, if you can master how to use a decision log or an action log, then you can document accurately saying, okay, this person said, pose this question. This is who um, is looking up or following up with that. And this is the answer and decision we made on this day. Then it saves you from having to go back and do that rework. And then with the action logs, you know, you've got the ability to hold people in accountable because a lot of the times what I've seen as an admin, depending on which organization you're on, people will throw up things in a meeting and say, okay, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. And then people forget. And then it falls to admins to scramble and say, well, crap, we don't have this information for this meeting or these agendas weren't printed or something went wrong. Um, and so admins often swoop, it, swoop in as kind of this like invisible Superman without people knowing it to pick up those pieces. And so if, 
if you are practiced and comfortable using an action log, you can put some of that responsibility back where it should be um, rather than scrambling to just fill in the pieces. Yeah, a lot of the Lean Six Sigma tools are geared towards cooperative solutions creation and really could be very valuable for, for an admin. Um, and you're right, admins swoop in to save the day all the time. So introducing admins to the principles of Lean Six Sigma, getting them trained up and knowledgeable, um, not only can allow them to interface with the broader organization better, but also um, can be used to improve the work and output of the admin, him or herself. Um, so things like, uh, you know, Kaizen bursts and PDCA um, and longitudinal data with control. And these are all things that uh, admins can use to basically do their job better. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but, you know, we have run charts for production. Well, as an admin, if you're tracking clocking errors, for example, you could track those longitudinally with a control limit. So if I get above this number, there's a special cause of variation and we, mm -hmm. we calculate that Sigma control limit, or you could just make up a control limit that says at this point, I'm overburdened and something has to change, right? The, the subjective control limit. So I can fix 10 punches per week and get payroll done, but I can't fix 11 and I definitely can't fix 25, right? And so if we spike, then action has to be taken. And you, know, you can gain consensus and cooperation from supervisors and that sort of thing, right? I, I love the example that you gave because that's one that I would, um, I would use most frequently. So I, I don't know if it's a personality thing or the fact that I wear things like cat ears that make me very welcoming, but I would constantly have people where I work come and go, what do I do? What I'm stuck. I'm frustrated. What do I do next? And one of the biggest things I tell my fellow admins is don't go in there complaining about it. Don't say I'm overworked, go in there with data and say, I'm overworked and this is why and have that, data because data will speak much farther than someone complaining that they're tired. And so if you can go to your director and say, look, I have tracked this. I, you know, I have noticed that there's a special cause variation around flex time agreements being due that is causing me to fall behind and I'm overworked. So we either need training around flex time agreements or we need to have someone else step in for those two days to help me. And so that's one of the biggest things I stress is learn not only how to document data, learn what is good data and learn how to talk about data. And that's never explained to admins. They are not trained on how to interpret data. They're, they're trained to make a graph from these numbers I give. But what does that graph mean? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I appreciate you coming on the show today and talking about really a, um, at least in my experience, right? Um, Underemphasized area where lean principles can, you know, really help the business perform at a much higher level. Um, it's sort of uh, shining a flashlight into the, the corner that gets missed sometimes. With admin, <laughs> yep. right? Where we're with our coffee cups and our spreadsheets. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Do you have anything else you'd like to add uh, for the listeners today? I think the biggest thing I would add is don't wait for someone to give you permission to learn. Mm. This stuff is on the internet. There's tons of organizations that do free training, although since it is an unregulated industry, be careful about what Six Sigma training you're taking. But there's tons of articles that you can read and organizations that you can take webinars with. And you, even if you have to do it on your own time, think of it as a way to be a better person. Because Lean Six Sigma doesn't stop when you walk out the door of your job. It can be used all over the place. Like my favorite example is I used a mind map to figure out what to name my daughter because my husband and I couldn't agree on a baby name. And I straight up had an action log and a decision log for my wedding planning. And it went a lot smoother. Um, so even if, even if you're an admin professional and you haven't been given the grace or the permission to learn about this, take 10 minutes a week and go read an article about some of these tools and then use them because no one's going to stop you if you start using your to-do list with priorities listed. That's that's yours. They can't tell you you can't write the word high, medium, and low next to an item. Um, so don't wait for permission. And maybe that's a little bit my, you know, you tell me I can't and I'll do it anyways, but you don't need permission to learn. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to connect with you, Megan? Uh, so we are on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, Facebook and Instagram, it's at AKLeanVA. Um, and on Link, I think I said the right, Facebook and Instagram are AKLeanVA. Clearly, I'm not on social media a ton. In <laughs> uh, LinkedIn, it's just by my name, Megan Sautel. Um, or going to our website, we're really responsive. We Speaking of those automations, we have our contact form goes directly to my executive assistant. So someone sees it immediately. It doesn't just sit unattended. Um, so those are the easiest ways to get a hold of us. That's fantastic. Of course, I'll put links in the notes below. AKLeanVirtualAssistance.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at AKLeanVA, and on LinkedIn, Megan Sawtell, S-A-W-T-E-L-L-E. Thank you so much for coming on, Megan. You have a great weekend. And for all of our listeners out there, thanks for joining a quality podcast. Thank you.